Chapter 44, The Runaway. Your son will be fine, said Ludwig. You know how they are at this age. I do not know, said Roz. Please tell me how they are at this age. Oh, right. Well, Brightbill is growing up fast. It's only natural for an adolescent gosling to be a little moody. He just needs to be alone for a while. You've raised a wonderful son. I know he'll come home soon. Try not to worry. But Roz did worry. At least she worried as much as a robot is capable of worrying. Brightville had never run away or flown away. And suddenly Roz was compl completing all the things that could go wrong. A violent storm, a broken wing, a predator. She had to find her son before something bad happened. There was only one place Brightville could have gone. The robot gravesite. So Roz gallop galloped northward. She leaped over rocks and ducked under branches and charged through the meadows without ever slowing her pace. She raced all the way across the island until she finally stepped onto the sea cliffs above the gravesite. And there was Brightbill, perched on the edge, looking at the robot parts scattered on the shore below. His eyes were wet. Don't be angry, he said as his mother walked over. I am not angry, but you should not have flown off like that. You could have gotten hurt or worse. I was worried sick. I'm sorry, Mama. It is okay, said Ross. It is only natural for Goslings your age to be a little moody. Mama, I need to understand what you are, and I think it might help to see those other robots. You are right. It might help. Why are you not down there? I was about to go, said Brightbill, but I got nervous. I want you to go with me. Let us go down there, said Roz. Together. Chapter 45, The Dead Robots. The gosling floated on the breeze beside his mother as she climbed down the cliffside. Down they went, past ledges and seagulls and tough little trees, until they were standing on the rocky shore with the cliffs looming behind them. The gravesite had changed. Roz's crate was gone, lost to weather or waves. Some of the robot parts were gone too. Other parts were gritty with sand or were tangled in seaweed or inhabited by small scuttling creatures. One smashed torso still had a head and legs attached. Roz and Brightbill huddled around the corpse and studied the mess of tubes spilling out. This used to look like you, said Brightbill. Yes, we are all the same type of robot, said Roz. And now this robot is dead? In a way. Will you ever die, Mama? I think so. Will I die? All living things die eventually. The goslings face scrunched with worry. Brightbill, you are going to live a long and happy life. Roz laid a hand on her son's back. You should not worry. The gossling's face relaxed and then he pointed to a small round shape on the back of the robot's head. What's that? Roz leaned in closer. That is a button which is a knob on a piece of machinery that can be pressed to operate it. Brightbill began push, pushing the button. Click, click, click. Nothing's happening. He said, probably because the robot is dead. Click, click, click. Mama, do you have a button? Brightbill watched as his mother turned her head all the way around and a small button came into view. You've got one, he said. I never noticed it before. Neither did I, said the robot. The gosling giggled. Oh, Mama, you have so much to learn about yourself. Roz reached for the button on her head, but her hand automatically stopped before she could touch it. She tried with her other hand, but it automatically stopped as well. It seems I cannot press the button, she said. 
Would you like to try? What will happen? I think that I will shut down, but I think you could simply press the button again to restart me. You think, squawked Brightbill? What if you're wrong? What if you wake up different? What if you never wake up? Mama, I don't want to shut you down. Ross turned her head back around and saw that Brightbill's face was once again scrunched with worry. She knelt down beside him and said, Of course you do not have to shut me down. I am sorry if I scared you. Are you okay? I'm okay. Brightbill sniffled and wiped his eyes, and then he heard splashing. Otters were playing in the ocean. He had never seen otters before. He stared as they swam and dove and sloshed around with one another. They seemed to be having a ridiculously amount amount of fun. And suddenly, the gosling was smiling again. Hello, my name is Brightbill, he shouted over the waves. And this is my mama. Her name is Roz. The last time those otters had seen Roz, they had thought she was some kind of monster. But since then, they'd heard that she was remarkably friendly and that she'd even adopted an orphan gosling. And so the otters smiled at Roz and Brightbill, and they swam straight over and splashed into the rocks. Hello there, said the biggest otter. Nice to meet you both. Actually, Roz, we've met once before, but you might not remember me. My name's Shelly. I do remember you, said the robot, but I am glad to learn your name, Shelly. You know each other, said the gosling. These otters were the first animals I ever met, said Roz. They were also the first animals who ever ran away from me. Yeah, uh, sorry about that, said Shelly, as the other otters sniffed the robot's legs. You know, Brightbill, when we first saw your mom, she was packed in a box and surrounded by soft, squishy stuff. Brightbill's brow furrowed. You wouldn't believe how small she looked all folded up in there. Brightbill's nose sniffled. We thought she was dead. But then we reached into the box and, and she came to life and climbed out looking like a sparkling monster. Brightbill's eyes welled up with tears. And then he felt his mother scoop him into her, into her arms. Are you okay? She whispered in his ear. I think I've learned enough about robots for today, he whispered back. I am sorry, otters, said Roz, but we really must be going. I hope I didn't upset the little guy, said Shelly. I thought he'd like to hear how we first met. Brightbill will be fine, said Roz, using a friendly voice. But we have had a very busy day, and we should go home. It was nice to see you again. Goodbye. Roz turned with her long strides, and she carried her son away from the gravesite and over to the base of the sea cliffs. Would you like to sit on my shoulder as I climb, said the robot. I feel like flying, said the gosling. I'll meet you at the top. Brightbill flapped his wings and disappeared into the sky. Roz began scaling the wall. Up she went, expertly negotiating rocky columns and ledges, until she hoisted herself onto the clifftop, where two young bears were waiting. Hello, bears. My name is Roz. Chapter 46, The Flight Oh, we know who you are, said the sister bear. Her voice dripped with sarcasm. We're very happy to see you again. Yeah, we're very happy to see you again, echoed the little brother. Why do you always repeat what I say, said the sister bear to her brother. It's so annoying. I just was backing you up. Let me do the talking. Fine, you don't have to be so mean about it. The bickering bears were interrupted by the robot's friendliest voice. With whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? How rude of us, said the sister. My name is Nettle, and this is my little brother, Thorn. 
I'm not little, snapped Thorn under his breath. It is lovely to meet you both, said Roz, but I am afraid I really must be going. And I'm afraid we can't let you do that, Nettle stepped onto, into Roz's path. My brother and I, we don't like monsters. I am not a monster. I am a robot. Whatever you are, we don't like you, said Thorn. We hear you become very comfortable on our island, said Nettle. Now we're going to make sure you're very uncomfortable. Yeah, we're going to make sure you're very uncomfortable. Stop repeating me, Thorn. Poor Roz was in serious trouble. The bears were closing in on her, but she couldn't run. She couldn't hide and she couldn't fight. The robot didn't know what to do. But before she could do anything, there was a loud squawk and a streak of feathers. Stay away from my mama! Brightbill swooped down and skidded to a stop between the robot and the bears. So the rumors are true, Nettle laughed. There really is a runty gosling who thinks the robot is his mother. How could anyone be so stupid? Do yourself a favor, gosling, and fly away before you get hurt. She is right, Brightbill, said Roz. Please let me handle this. But the gosling stood his ground. He spread his wings and hopped around, ready to defend his mother. The bears roared with laughter. Then, with a flick of her paw, Nettle set Brightbill tumbling over the ground, over and over, until he flopped onto his back and stared up at the sky, stunned. This is our island, snarled Nettle, and it's time for you to go, growled Thorn. Roz made herself as big as possible. She banged her chest and roared, roared wild, angry sounds, but the bears were not intimidated. They roared right back, and then they attacked. Nettle pulled Roz into a fierce bear hug while Thorn clotted her legs. The robot tried to shake free, but the bears would not let go of their prey. Not this time. A cloud of dust bloomed around the trio as they thrashed closer to the edge of the cliff. All of a sudden, something burst out from the trees and onto the top cliff. Mother Bear! She was gigantic, like a mountain of golden fur. And she was furious. It seemed like this would be the end of our robot. But Mother Bear wasn't there to join the fight. She was there to break it up. Nettle! Thorn! Get over here this instant! The young bears should have listened to their mother. Instead, they pretended not to hear her. Nettle slashed at Roz's body and, the th and Thorn began wrestling with her foot. He grabbed the foot with both paws and forced it up from the ground. Then, with every ounce of his strength, he twisted the foot around. Reader, the following events happened very quickly. First, there was a strange thwip sound as the robot's foot popped off her leg and sailed through the air and everyone toppled over. Nettle and Roz fell sideways along the cliff, but Thorn fell backward and tumbled right off the cliff. Do you know the most terrible sound in the world is? It's the howl of a mother bear as she watches her cub tumble off a cliff. Mother bear's howl was so startling, startled, startling that it snapped Brightbill right out of his stupor. Her howl was so powerful that it shook Roz's entire body. Her howl was so loud that animals heard it across the island. But there was no reply from Thorn. Mother Bear's howl slowly faded and she wilted to the ground. Roz watched as her detached foot sailed over the edge and plummeted down to the shore below. It fell past circling seagulls, smashed off a rock, and disappeared into the waves. And that's when the robot noticed something furry dangling from the cliffside. Thorn! His full weight hung from a tree that was rooted on the rock wall. He gripped the tree tightly in his paws and looked up at Roz with wide, frightened eyes. I see Thorn, shouted Roz. Grab my legs, quickly. Mother Bear and Nettle scrambled to their feet. 
Each bear took a leg in her mouth, and together they slowly lowered Rod's head first down the cliff. Thorn whimpered through clenched teeth as he watched the robot approach. Then he felt her strong arms wrap around him and heard her booming voice holler, Pull us up! Thorn let go of the branch and cried, Please don't drop me, Roz. I don't want to die. Do not worry, said the robot. I will not drop you. The next few moments seemed to drag on and on. Mother Bear and Nettle kept pulling on Roz's legs and more of the robot slowly came into view until a free golden head finally appeared and Thorn leaped in from into the embrace of his family.